Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hello, everybody. This is Emily Sanchez here. Again, I'm so excited to be with you. Thank you for listening. I'm really pumped about this topic today because by incorporating it in my life, it is truly truly made some huge improvements and differences. So what I am going to share with you today is like not only something I'm just kind of spewing out to you to help you, but it's seriously helped me. And it comes from NLP, Neuro Linguistic programming. So the first time I heard about neuro-linguistic programming was through Tony Robbins. And it's the study, in essence, kind of taking a huge topic and narrowing it down. It's the study of the language of our nervous system and how it affects our behavior. So it's basically the study of what people think and the words that they use and how it kind of manifests through their behavior. And many people that do NLP or are certified in NLP work with people that have true phobias, work with people to conquer their fears and things like that. So what I am going to introduce to you today is something super simple that you can do now. And it's only just a small tool from NLP, um, and it's called the STOP method. And it was implemented and developed by a man named Joseph McClendon III. He has a practice in Los Angeles, I believe, where he helps his clients overcome phobias. And the STOP method is one way that he can do something simple and share that kind of with the mass public. But he too was inspired by Tony Robbins. The way that he came up with this was by watching Tony Robbins at one of his huge events help a woman overcome her fear of heights. And so he saw that. And, and Joseph McClendon, he has you know these degrees in psychology, he was a therapist and all these things. And he was always taught that overcoming phobias that can take months, years, years, decades to work with these patients. But when he saw that it could be overcome, you know, in a certain way, for certain individuals, not everybody, but it really inspired him. It really just fascinated him. So he wanted to know more and more. So he like jumped into it. So he now trains the trainers that work for Tony Robbins at his huge events. So this is a method that he teaches those trainers. Okay? And part of it, a huge part of it, is breaking your pattern. And you've heard me say this before. So I want to go into a little bit about just what breaking your pattern means. So let's say you have a pattern of doing something that you want to change. And honestly, if you have a notepad, go grab it. Because 
this is not something, you know, we can know a lot of things, but when we really do it and we incorporate it, that's like true understanding. So I, I encourage you to go grab something to write with so that you can do this for yourself and see how it works. So let's say you have a pattern of thinking thoughts. Do you have uh, that, that aren't resourceful, that aren't doing anything good for you? Let's think about it for a second. What thoughts recur in your mind that might be damaging, um, that might be unresourceful, that might be critical to yourself or to other people? Like, do you have a recurring thought where you put yourself down? Do you have a recurring thought where you put your significant other down? Or you're noticing that, man, I'm really nitpicking him or her lately. Okay, so we have to pinpoint what this pattern is, what we kind of spin out doing without really knowing that we do. Now, the easy thing to see the pattern in is people with phobias. You know, I have a friend that will not fly in in an airplane. So that would be something that he would need to pick. And the thoughts that govern that, the thoughts that spin out because of that. Okay, so any type of pattern where you just have these unresourceful thoughts or these unresourceful feelings. Maybe it's a painful memory that you're thinking about all the time. Here is an example of breaking that pattern or what is called a pattern interrupt. So for any type of situation, let me give you just an example of what a pattern interrupt would be. I'm going to give you three examples just so you can understand when I get into the stop method, what the second step of interrupting your pattern even means. So have you ever walked in to another room? You're going there for a specific purpose and you forget why you even went in there in the first place. Okay, I do this all the time. But your brain just had a pattern interrupt. Okay, now there's a space in your brain for something to fill it. There's a vacuum that occurs. So now there's an opportunity to fill it up. So that is a super basic example of a pattern interrupt. It's like this change of focus that occurs. Sometimes it can be inadvertent, like that example was. And sometimes we can advertently break our pattern. Let's say there's a woman who is complaining out of control and she's complaining to the point where she is sobbing and she is just, she can't stop and she can't stop this downward spiral of complaints and sadness and venting and somebody comes and just pours a drink of water on her face. Do you know what I mean? Splashes water on her face. What happens? Could that interrupt her brain pattern right there? Yes, totally, of course. And I have heard that method being used by Tony Robbins. Another example on this one I see all the time because I have kids that get into when they are crying and then they let the crying compound. (laughs) We've seen that and it's almost like a temper tantrum they're just they're just spinning in this loop of sadness and crying. I will break my child's pattern, and my husband is actually good at this. I don't think he knows it's a pattern interrupt, but he will just divert them. 
Oh my gosh, there's an ice cream truck outside. Can you hear that? What happens to the child? They instantly pause and a lot of times stop crying. So it's a switch of focus. It's a change of kind of direction of where your thoughts are going. And it is an opportunity to feel the vacuum of your mind when it has that change. All right, it's creating an opening is what breaking your pattern is. If you can figure out how to just break your pattern of an unresourceful recurring thought, that is a huge step. And just in that alone can cause change. I've seen it cause change for me. So let me go forward now with the stop method, okay? So number one, if you have that notepad, number one, and then I'll go back after I explain all these steps and I'll, I'll explain them further, okay? So number one is, first off, you have to feel it. You have to experience that unresourceful emotion. And a lot of people are like, what? I have to go and feel that? Well, I'm not saying to go wallow in it, but you have to feel it to overcome it, right? And you've got to notice that you're even doing it. Most of our thoughts and most of our patterns that we do, we are unconsciously thinking these things and going about and doing these things. So the first thing is awareness. And that is a, that's a huge thing for any type of change is awareness. So we have to feel it. And we can do that purposefully, advertently, like I was saying. Number two is the interrupt. That's when we have to break the pattern. That's when we have to interrupt it. Okay? And number three is replace it. So I talked about what happens when we have the pattern interrupt. There is a vacuum that occurs in the brain. Now we are going to fill that vacuum with a resourceful thought and feeling. Okay? And I'll come back to it. Number four, celebrate. Okay, you've just done these steps. You're doing it. You've got to celebrate. And why do you celebrate? Because you have to teach your nervous system that that is something to be happy about. And guess what happens when you celebrate something and you give it positive feedback, even with our own brains? it will be repeated. And that is step five, repeat it over and over and over. Okay, so now I'm going to go back into each one and explain a little bit further so that you can really get this in because that's it. I mean, that's as simple as it is. But let's go back and explain a little bit further. So with the feeling side, number one, we have to feel it. So what Joseph McClendon was saying is when people come in and say, I have a fear of dogs, guess what he's going to do? He's going to bring a dog into the office because he wants to see and have them experience right in front of him so he can know how to help them. And so he can know how to break their pattern. Then he would do something to break their pattern. So he wants them to be exposed to their actual feeling and doing of it so that they can have that true success in overcoming. So we have to go back and feel it. So if, for example, you have unkind thoughts about your husband that just kind of keeps spinning or your ex or, or whoever it is, your uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, and you're just noticing you're doing it too much, You, the next time you do it, you have to realize that you're doing it. You have to be aware. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it, 
right then and there is kind of a pattern interrupt. Or you already know that that's something you're doing, so you decide, okay, I want you to sit down for a minute. Okay, I want you to just sit down and feel that feeling. Think of the thoughts that annoy the heck out of you. You know, those same thoughts that you have and go there. But like I said before, I do not want you to wallow in it. I don't want you to spend too much time here. Okay, so now we're going to move on to interrupting that. So we're purposefully feeling those unresourceful emotions and thoughts. Now we're going to interrupt. And this is one thing that he said that you can actually do is you say out loud, stop. This is why it's called the stop method. Okay, you say stop and you jump up to your feet immediately. What does this do to your body? Okay, when we change things, our physiology, um, it can change so much about us emotionally as well. And it will stop the pattern. You'll stop thinking it. And a change in your physiology will allow you to think of something else. And he says, breathe, you know, breathe in and out really, you know, uh, forcefully. But the act of saying stop and then jumping up is huge. And it creates that interrupt that you want, which leaves the vacuum for number three. You are going to replace it. And you want to replace it, he says, with the antithesis. Okay, so the exact opposite of the thought. So if you're having like these unkind feelings and thoughts about your husband, you're going to remember something great. You're going to go into the past. If it takes you years, that's fine. If it takes you going back just a few hours or weeks when maybe they did something nice or you know that at their heart they are a good person or something you're grateful for, some gratitude, some memory that you can go back to and you are going to think and you're just going to trigger off or fire off and he calls this, these are anchors. You're anchoring these happy things, these great memories, uh, these excited feelings, this gratitude. And you're going to create those anchors. And you're going to, he says, you actually physically squeeze your fist after you've thought of that good memory of them. Or maybe you have unkind feelings about yourself. And maybe you can develop some anchors about the true person you are and the good things that you do. We all have good things we, that we can do and memories and fun times and the exciting moments, okay? So you take that and you squeeze your fist and you just say yes, <laughs> okay? So it's, again, doing these physiologically, uh, physiological things that create change, that create kind of a full awareness than just doing it in our minds, it just reinforces to our mind that we're doing something and we're putting something in there. And going along with this, in this step three of replace, he suggests that we look at our week throughout our week, just focusing on this step by creating anchors. How do we create anchors? Well, he says you cause yourself to feel good. Anytime, but you have to really do this consciously and you have to think about it 
all week that you're like, okay, this, this week I'm going to be creating these awesome anchors so I can use them in my stop process to create the change that I want. So he was saying, whenever you feel good about something and you're having like a great moment, you do that same thing. You smile, you, you grab your fist or you clench your fist and you say out loud, yes. It could be looking at a sunset. Grab your fist or, or whatever, clench your fist and say yes. It could be seeing the smile and feeling your heart just melt for one of your kids. Clench your fist, say yes. You know, and you could do this all day if you're conscious. There's so many beautiful things. There's so many good people. There's so many, so much good. But we have to get used to that. We have to concentrate on that so we can create these anchoring memories so that when we go back and purposefully go through the stop process, then we can have all these anchors, okay, to replace that vacuum uh, after our pattern interrupt. And I just thought that was a great tip that he says you can create these anchors. You can have this, you know, week where you go through and you just cause yourself to feel good. Doesn't that sound like an awesome opportunity? Yes, it's something that we all need. And then the, not the very last step, but the second to last step, number four, celebrate. He pointed out, he said, interestingly, overachievers have a hard time celebrating. Hmm. Overachievers are the ones that kind of are hard on ourselves and we punish ourselves because something might not be perfect or something's not done or whatever. So he's like, you got to get over that and just do a happy dance for yourself. You got to do something or you have to just put in your mind all these good things. Look what I did. I did it today. Look at me. I'm so awesome. You know, or do something that you love right after, you know, I don't know what it could be. Read your favorite book. Go take a bath. Relax. But consciously celebrate. I like the happy dance. Just a little happy dance. Oh, I did it. Yay. And then number five is repeat. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And he said, you will find that that thought will dissipate on its own. It will go away. And I've done this before. I know that it works. I am just one of those people that can say, hey, you know, I have a testimony of this or, or whatever. So again, I mean, I probably really uh, nailed that in hard for you. But again, just one more time, the stop method is one, feel it. So go to that unresourceful emotion. Number two, interrupt it. Say stop. Jump to your feet immediately. Okay. If you have to like walk out of the room, change scenes. Number three, replace. So you are going to think of a memory or the opposite of that thought. Put in that awesome gratitude. Put in that awesome anchor that you've worked on all, all week. Could be anything from your week that's awesome and wonderful and good. I, I'm saying awesome a lot. But then squeeze your fist and say yes out loud. And then further say yes by celebrating step four. Do your happy dance. This will teach the brain that you just did something wonderful. And it will want to do it again. And then number five, repeat. Repeat. Go to a different thought or go to the same thought if you still have it. But as you do that, I can promise you that this will really, really help. So I hope that we can get rid of some of your unresourceful 
unresourceful feelings, um, especially if it's um, negative self-talk. I don't want any of that for you. No, no one can use that. That won't get you anywhere. So I hope that you can use that and you can also use it if you're having unresourceful feelings about somebody else. I have done that and it's really, really helped. So have a blessed day and make it what you want. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.